Welcome to another episode of One for the Table. My name is Kim Chi. And I'm John Kung. Woo! Yay! All right, so there are a few things that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But the first thing that makes me chuckle this week, mm-hmm. the Emily Mariko drama this week. Wait, there's Emily Mariko drama? I mean, it's not like major drama. It's like lukewarm, like slow day, like drama. I want to hear it. It's still like kind of funny. Like not obviously for her. I'm sure it's not. But. She's the salmon rice girl, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So if you don't know who Emily Miracle is, um, she's a creator in TikTok. She's like harmless. You know, she makes her content and she's just like mind their own business. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people just like love to like find reasons to like, you know, tear people down, you know? As it was, yeah, all she did was reheat some salmon and smush it into some rice with some mayo and sauce mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, it like, was totally... Viral, and then people yeah. are acting like... No one knew how to like microwave a rice before, right. which was like wild. Because like us Asians, you know, when we like you re-microwave, you sprinkle a little water on and you know, like... Yeah. Like we know or how put to a like, white paper towel rice, over but, it. Yeah. But TikTok were, TikTok were acting like she invented how to like reheat rice, like in the microwave, which is like so funny to me. Yeah. And also very happy for her, you know, to capitalize on that, you know. <laughs> but anyways... um. Yeah, so she makes, like, food, and then, you know, she just posts it, like, doesn't ever, like, interact with people, mm-hmm. and she doesn't, like, speak in any of her videos. It's mm-hmm. almost kind of like ASMRE about just her making, like, food for her and her husband or whatever. Right. Yeah. And sometimes, like, the, I mean, most of the time, like, her recipe looks good, but occasionally, like, they don't always turn out, like, the pumpkin pie. And I then the entire TikTok goes her. crazy over, like, how... And there's, like, whole, like, dissertations and series about, like, how she failed this pumpkin pie on purpose, you know, like, to gain traction. And she's actually, like, a calculated woman. And, <laughs> <laughs> and all she did just was just, like, like, bake a pumpkin pie that was, like, slightly runny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, like, people can't just accept that people are just, like, existing online. <laughs> And sometimes it has know, like, to be we, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like they have cooks, to like, you know, like justify. some of our recipes fail and some yeah. turn out great, you know. <laughs> As professional cooks, some of our recipes fail. Like it doesn't always work out, and that's just but the fact. Of like she's like this like mastermind on like gaining Instagram followers and like like every move she does is cold and calculated, and that's why like she never like interacts with anyone online. It's like, bitch, like with the way y'all acting and trying to take her. I wouldn't every interact get. with anyone either if like that's what I had to deal with. Like people are mm-hmm. just, I don't know. Like first of all, a woman can't just be successful being a woman anywhere, let alone especially yeah. on the internet. So it's like you know, she. I have no. I don't blame her for not interacting with folks. Yeah. It is like hard being a woman. So like, yeah. This one food uh, content creator I saw. So she's like a lot of different f- variety of food, but like one of the things she likes is she likes raw onions, and she just like eats them whole after peeling them. Mm-hmm. Which you know, like as Korean, like we eat raw onions, you know, like too. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I wouldn't eat it like it's an apple, but like to eat your own, you do you. Right. Right. So, but whenever she eats an onion like this, the comments are like, "Oh, I just know her coochie stank." Or oh my god! Like I just know she's funky. You know, like I think that I, I mean, now that I think about it, I think the mm-hmm. issue with like 
Emer- Emily Mariko is like, I've seen her content before. I've seen her food before. It's totally like, just like, oh, this is what I have in my house. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, she's not a professional chef. She's just literally a person who's existing and is like filming it. And I think it makes people so mad to see average people. Like, she's pretty. She's very, very cute. Mm-hmm. But like, She's not doing anything like super extraordinary, which makes her super relatable. So like that's the gift. Well, I never actually got to the drama part. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. What's the drama? So then just this week, she finally decided to release merchandise. Okay. And they're called Farmer's Market Tote. Uh Uh-huh. And they're very basic looking tote. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like... It's like a tote that you see, if you see it, you like you've seen this tote before. Okay. Um, it's like a canvas tote. Yeah. And yeah. then she is finally talking in her video content and saying like, mm-hmm. hey guys, so I'm finally releasing these like farmers like market totes. Um, mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Like come get it while you can. And it comes like nicely packaged in like a box, almost like a like luxury item. Yeah. And then, you know, like inside it has like her name in it. That says mm-hmm. Emily Mariko. But she's charging $120 for these totes. Okay. And the entire TikTok just like flipped out. Are um, you serious? They're like, they mentioned nothing about her, you know, like these like materials being like sustainable or it's like higher mm-hmm. quality materials. Like they're just totes. Um, like LL Bean has like a tote for like $10 that looks exactly like this, but it's just like a better quality. Or like William Sonoma has like a farmer's market tote, you know, that's like multifunctional and blah, blah, blah. And then somehow like every video that I was like scrolling through mm-hmm. was just people talking about these farmer's market totes. And it's sold out. I mean, granted, I don't know like how much she put up for sale. I don't know if it's like a sales like tactic where yeah. she put up two and then like, oh, look, it's sold out. They're high in demand. Right. Or if they actually, she put out a lot and they actually all sold out because she has like millions of followers. But it's just everyone just being mad about the price of these, like, tote bags. <sighs> Again, like, people can't exist on the internet without somebody having something to say. And you know what? Good for her for, like, farming this outrage and letting that, like, fuel the story. Because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, like, if only happy news ever came out about the tote, less people would know about it and less people would would buy it. So, you know, the haters are the ones that actually propel your content. Very few supporters will. So, Mm -hmm. again, she's just like literally a person doing average shit on the internet and she should be allowed to. And the funny thing is like, you know, she's telling people about this, but she's not forcing anyone to buy these totes. No. You know, like, granted, like, I do I think, like, these totes are worth $120? No, but also, no. I don't carry totes. I and love a tote. I love a free tote. I mean, I love free totes, too, but, like, yeah, even then, I just have so many tote bags that, like, do not need another one, let alone paying for another one. Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. I love the Ikea tote bag. <laughs> oh, those are great. Oh, oh my, my God. You can so much in them. Yes, the original Balenciaga mm-hmm. meme. Oh, those, what I, I, I love got so on. many. You can buy like three for $5 or something but like that. You know what's even better? Um, they were a seasonal item, mm-hmm. 
But Trader Joe's had a tote mystery bag, mm-hmm. 99 cents. Mm-hmm. And inside of it, you get three tote bags. What? And um, each of them are different design. And there's one design for every state in the U.S. Oh, man. And the design is actually really cute. I only found out about it because, like, um, this, like, Korean mom living in America, like, community. I just, like, follow yeah. the message board because they share, like, deals and, like, hot things. And they all became, like, obsessed with it. Um, but, like, for 99 cents, where you get three of them, the quality is actually really good. So I keep them in my car. So every time I go to Trader Joe's, I just, like, use these, like, bags yeah. to get my groceries. Keeping tote bags in your car is just so convenient. Speaking of, like, collecting every state thing, I used to try to, like, you know those one. Do you remember when we had, like, state quarters? Yes, I used to have a board where you, like, boop, 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 plop them in. I had, like, a little box that I had, I've had for, like, 10 over 10 years or something and i used to collect mm-hmm. i didn't really collect them but i was like oh i would just put this off to the side and see and like little john recently was like cleaning out my stuff and saw this like little box of quarters and he bought me like a little case to put them all in apparently Aww. i only need like five and like this wasn't something that i was like outwardly looking for mm-hmm. but or or like i was just like putting it aside and so like i didn't realize like how close i was to like actually finishing the thing oh my god you have most so, of it so like yeah, I'm missing Mississippi, Illinois, Alabama, Maine, and then um, Philadelphia and Denver. Is that me or are you having a phone call? Oh. oh, I'm also missing Nebraska. Oh, damn, there's another page. <laughs> okay, I'm missing more than that then. Oh, how many are you missing? Um, Let's see. One, two. Why does Denver and Philadelphia get their own coin? Anyways, I'm missing Denver and Philadelphia, Mississippi, Illinois, Alabama, Maine, Texas, Nebraska, Montana, Wyoming, D.C., Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands, and Northern Mariana Islands. So I have most of the states. I have all the states except for one, two, three, four, five, six of them, seven states and like four of the territories and for some reason okay. denver and philadelphia so like no i got like a lot of them though like oh my god it must be um so nice having a considerate partner who just gets you these kind of things yeah i know well he got me the he got me a little folder for it and he was just like oh yeah i remember you did this and here oh that's so sweet yeah now he's out of town right now he's he's in virginia with his mom so I've got Aww. house to myself. Mm-hmm. Feel lonely? No, the dogs have been taking up all of my time. Yeah. For lonely people, dog honestly is the best cure. Dogs are really the best. There's really no time to be lonely with a loving dog. There really isn't. And also they get in trouble, so. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right, Boba? <laughs> Okay, so, anyways, back to the Millie Mariko. Oh, if yeah. you don't want to buy the tote, mind your own damn business, is what I think. And yeah. if you want to buy it, good for you. Like, you use that tote till it falls apart. Yeah. Or maybe it won't fall apart, and you'll have it for the rest of your life. Yeah. For $120? Like, why it has to be it such might. an issue that someone puts out anything that they're not forcing you to buy? Yeah, I mean, I just think people like to hate on her, again, because she's doing mm-hmm. just like, 
People she's love doing to tear stuff. successful people down. Yeah. You know, I think it makes, like, mm-hmm. I think it makes people more mad because like everything she does is like so accessible to the point where it's like she's, she, people like will probably think like, oh, there's nothing special about her. Well, first of all, she's doing all of this stuff and making people think that they can do it. So they do it. And that's why she's mm-hmm. so popular. Um, but I think that kind of content, that kind of relatable, accessible content make people so mad because they're just mad. They, A, are not charismatic to do the exact same thing and pull it off or just B, didn't think about it first. So like people like that just get more haters. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there's like a lot of them thinking like, why wasn't it me that became like famous? Right, right. Which is why like most people who don't just like, like to hate on popular people, mm-hmm. it's just like, a lot of them are just jealous that it's not them. Do you remember that one time when I just made like a random stupid video about like coming back to the knife? And it was just like an overuse joke. And then I just used it like a trending sound. Oh, that's right. And somebody accused you of stealing, stealing? that joke. <laughs> and it was just like such like a generic joke. It, we're just like, it was such... like me to my knife. Like I'm coming back for you. Like, right. I'm, coming, like I'm coming back later. And we're just like, it's such like a generic joke. And yes. you know, so then I just like posted it and then like, like it wasn't, it wasn't like viral, but like it got like a good amount of views. Right. And then like this like random girl that I, you know, I've never seen like made a TikTok about like how like I stole from her and I like stole her like, I'm stealing from like small content creators, like about her joke. It's like, girl, um, you can't take credit for a joke that's been around since the Twitter days. Literally like. <laughs> like, and I I went and like looked at her video and like granted her video had like no views. So what makes you yeah. think that I somehow like searched this founders and I thought to myself, oh, this is the one. This is what yeah. I'm stealing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, some people are just easy to hate on the internet. Yeah, like me. <laughs> yeah, you make it very easy, Kim. Apparently. Mm. <laughs> and I could say the same thing about you. Um, can we? Yeah, but I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to hurt feelings. What? He, uh, I'm just kidding. You're fine. I was like, between the, I just like between the you, two of us. <laughs> I just like watching your reaction when you think people hate you. <laughs> I don't like You can't it. handle it. No. <laughs> I really don't like it when people don't like me. I... I'm starting to get better about it because there are like, Mm -hmm. you just have to accept the fact that like, there are some people that just do not like you at all. Honestly, um, there's like no no reason to like why people won't like you. Yeah. Like some Um, people just say like, oh, I don't like this person. Right. And just not like And actually, you know what? It would, and it wouldn't be so bad that like, like I, I, people are allowed to like, just not like things. Mm-hmm. And that is actually okay. If you if people are like, oh, I don't like his content. I don't like, I think his voice is annoying or whatever. That, that's fine. But like, I think these days people need to justify not liking somebody morally. And like, you can't just be like, oh, that's not for me. Or I don't like this artist. I don't like this music. Like they have to come up with like a greater moralistic reason to justify mm-hmm. like their distaste for something because like you know they if they're going against like a popular thing they don't want to look stupid so they're like oh i don't like this person because they're like so, like i heard they were problematic or they start like making shit up 
or they mm-hmm. start like digging for, like really deep down into like a one thing that they had that person had like hinted to maybe or said or retweeted yeah. or whatnot and then they're like oh no that's why i don't like them i was like girl you mm-hmm. can just not like someone and like you, let that be you don't have to like you know like make this person something that they're not and right. you should do it just right. say i don't like this person Mm-mm, not for me yeah just be honest you know like let's yeah. be real if you hate yeah. someone and it's okay because i mean there are some people yeah. who are just like i just don't vibe with this person i don't know why yeah. they've done nothing wrong I just don't vibe with them, and that's yeah. perfectly okay. But like, and it's not a poor reflection on somebody. It's not re- a poor reflection on you if you just don't like something. It is a bad reflection of you if you have to like reach so hard to justify mm-hmm. and like Why try to get like other people to agree with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But speaking of um, on the opposite of not liking something, you know what mm-hmm. I say love doing today what what did you love doing today so i had um just like a huge bag of like peeled garlic um and i'm like oh uh-huh like i was like i better use these up because i feel like the moment you see like a white mold on the bottom of a garlic in like the pile and like you're like over for you Mm -hmm. and it's already been in the refrigerator for like two weeks and i'm like all right like i have to use these do or die yeah yeah so, so what did you do? I started to make garlic confit. <gasps> so I just like threw them all in like my like mini Dutch oven, filled it with olive oil, threw in some like thyme, rosemary, um, mm. sea salt, and then just like on low heat, like covered, just like simmering, like for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I was like, all right, let's taste this. I toasted some sourdough bread, <sighs> and then I took that browned bubbling garlic mm. confit and i spread it across that toast and then after it's been perfectly smeared i took some flaky sea salt and i just give it a little light twinkle on top <sighs> of the garlic confit mixture and i bit into it and first i got that crunch and the sour flavor from the toast followed by the mellow sweetness and the roasted garlic aroma and it was like so good, and I was like shook, and sh- like shook, shaken, and stirred by how good it was. <laughs> so then I had to make another toast with more garlic confit, and this time I loaded up on the garlic confit because it's almost sweet and not like spicy yeah, or anything at yeah, all. Yeah. And I put even more like little flaky sea salt, and I ate it down, and it was so good. But then I was like, I have this hot honey sitting in my <laughs> like countertop. Like, do I deserve to eat another toast? I mean, I want it. So then I toasted another bread. And then um, I put even more garlic confit on top. And sea salt. And then I drizzled with the hot honey. And it was so good. So fucking good. And then I realized... Hot honey is so popular right now. It is. I mean, I'm, you, I'm sure you can make like a fabulous version of your own. Yeah, I have a recipe of it in my book. I've been using like to hot me, honey over years. They're never like hot enough. Until mm-hmm. I came across this one brand that makes hot honey with bird's eye chili, Ooh, like Thai style. Oh, yeah, okay. And it's as spicy as you want it, and it's as mm-hmm. sweet as you want it. It is delicious. But oh, anyways. Wait, sorry. No, I don't have a hot honey recipe in my book. I have a Szechuan chili maple syrup in my book. Mm-hmm. Close enough. 
But anyways, um, and then I realized I've eaten most of this garlic confit. <laughs> Wait, those gun that was like <laughs> it was like, like a pound of garlic. <laughs> oh, and then you know what I did after? What? The leftover garlic confit. What? I took hummus. Oh. And then I drizzled rest of the garlic confit on top of the hummus. <laughs> And then I took out some carrot sticks, mm. and then I dumped those carrot sticks in that hummus topped with garlic confit, and that is how I ate a pound of garlic unintentionally for breakfast this morning. <laughs> and I feel like my fart tonight is going to be so ripe. Oh it's my god! So oh, it's we're going to have so to do a wellness tea. check for butter in the morning. <laughs> Oh, that poor that poor little dog. But I know I'm not getting catching a cold no matter what today. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you ever have any doubts about life, like make garlic confit because oh my god, it was so good. I confit garlic in chili oil a while ago and it was really good. In chili oil, I'll tell you. I made that. I made chili. What? Oh, yeah, so I had some chili oil that I had made, but that I it was the same situation. I bought like a thing of like a clear clamshell of peeled garlic, and it was also on its way of going bad. And I was like, I've got chili oil, and I've done this once before, but um, let's try it and just like do it two hours in the in a low oven and just like see. And then I did the exact same thing where it was like I spread it on toast, except there was that chili crisp on it. And like it was red and bright and it was like had that little bit of the tingle and it was spicy. Mm, it's so good. And I so we still have some. Um, we still have some. We actually like to because it turned it into garlic chili oil. So we would just like literally heat up a thing of noodles and like take a scoop full of the oil. Sometimes Ooh. some of the garlic will come out and we just Ooh. stir it in and mix it in. <laughs> it's so good. Or even just like throw it in rice with an egg. Mm. Mm. So I have some really good Telegio cheese in my refrigerator. Ooh, yeah. I was thinking maybe I'll um, caramelize the onion mm-hmm. and like take garlic confit and the Telegio. You can put some of that hot honey on that too. And make like a little grilled cheese moment. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Wouldn't that be good? Oh, I'm glad. I, I like about, how we're like mm-hmm. actually talking about food on this episode. I mean, don't we always talk about food? But like, food we're really talking things. about food. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is nice. But have you ever had Telegio? Mm-hmm. Telegio is like oddly enough, Telegio was like one of a a cheese that Little John and I discovered on one of our like first dates. Oh, yeah. Oh so Telegio was ago. like, oh, it's it's our cheese. Oh. My favorite cheese are Grayson and Telegio, and they're both like soft, creamy, brie, kind of like a cheese, mm-hmm. but they're like super pungent. And something about Telegio, when it gets melty, oh, the flavor so profile hot. completely changes. Yeah. It's almost like nutty, briny, um, and it's just... Sometimes so Telegio well can get a little too ripe if you mm-hmm. buy it, um, where it kind of like hurts... And like that's that's beyond, but it, that's when it's like that, it's really good with like apples and pears. One of my favorite cheeses is called Humboldt Fog. 
Oh, I love Humble Bog. It's so good. It's like mm-hmm. a triple cream brie with like just one stripe of blue right in the uh-huh. middle. Oh, it's so good. Oh my uh. god, yeah. Humble Fog also tastes really good with like sweeter things like caramel. Yes, things. yes. Oh, oof, oof. Yum, yum. Although I, I wish there was like a way to bake like caramelized onion without having to like stir it just constantly. I yeah, like I, I have a thermo mix. <laughs> so. uh, well, must be nice <laughs> yeah. to be a professional Maybe. chef with your professional <laughs> ingredients. I should just make caramelized onions in my thermo mix because I literally have a pot that self heats and stirs itself. Well, you should. Whenever I make Japanese it, curry now, like mm-hmm. instead of just slightly sauteing the onion, I like to completely caramelize my onions mm. and then make Japanese curry. And it gives like such like a deeper, sweeter flavor. Mm. Yeah, and I'm always trying delicious. to like do stuff to my Japanese curry because like I have like gotten to the point where it's like I like it, I like it a mm-hmm. lot, mm-hmm. but it's never enough on its own. It needs yeah. something. Like yeah. it's not spicy enough. I, I always end up putting extra spices in it, or even like tonkatsu mm-hmm. sauce or something like that. Like, yeah. it's never really enough that you can have on its own. Otherwise, I'll just make like an Indian or a or a Thai curry instead because those can hold on their those can hold their own. The only thing I have to be careful about, like um, adding spices to like the Japanese curry, is if like you get too much, mm-hmm. you get like the spice cuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Where like... Oh, it's a little scratchy? <laughs> yeah, scratchy. And then like when you yeah, cook, yeah, you can yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the spices like come up. Yeah, yeah. And it's not yeah. really like a pleasant feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thing that I've been loving doing with Japanese curry is um, tomato paste. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the tomato mm-hmm. paste, um, I put like a generous like tablespoon or two tablespoons. Um, like... When I'm like sauteing like the onions. Yeah. And then it gives it like Oh, a, if you did like a curry onion grilled cheese. Mmm. Mm. But have you ever made of a tomato paste before? Uh Japanese curry? Yeah. No. You should try but it. It's I will. really good. It I makes totally it like will. tangy, robust, zesty. Mm. Anything like Japanese, any kind of Japanese food, I think like it just it takes to tomatoes so well. Mm-hmm. Just Japanese cuisine takes like surprisingly takes the tomatoes and it takes the cheese just so well. Or maybe it's because we just love tomatoes so much that like maybe. Just, <laughs> I mean, and you know what's great. weird? Mm-hmm. Like I've discovered because like my my tomato sandwich videos like they they continue to go like viral. Like mm-hmm. I think since Christmas, like my laksa tomato sandwich video got like two million views on YouTube, and I haven't done a single thing. And I have like learned because anytime you go viral, you get you you come across like bad comments too. Mm-hmm. There are some people that really hate tomatoes. Oh, people hate fucking hate tomatoes. Like they really like really, really hate tomatoes. Tomatoes. And I am convinced it's only because they haven't had a good one. No, no, but they all say the same thing. Like, oh, the texture is like squishy and. That's why you eat it with bread. Nobody's eating a tomato like an apple. Well, I could, but like nobody's eating a tomato like an apple. Well, yeah, but I, like, like, again, I can't, but like... Americans are very like sensitive to texture. But not like in a good way, right? It's like... Not, I don't think it like not in a good way. Because sometimes yeah. like we also appreciate mush... Not, I'm saying we as in like um, Eastern Asians. Asians. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, enjoying mushy soft things is part of, like, the flavor profile we enjoy. Yeah. While mushy soft things in American culture or, like, slimy things. It makes them think of, like, rotten food, I think. Or, like, bad How food. often are people eating rotten food even, like, associated with that? I don't know. Things like, you know, trauma kids pass down. But, like, yeah, no, like, mm-hmm. I mean, Like, if there's, like, East not a Asians, crunchy aspect, Amer- like, average American yeah, forget can handle it. it. Yeah, they need, they need structure. They need structure. <laughs> like, I remember um, when I was making, like, um, kimchi jjigae, mm-hmm. and when you make kimchi jjigae, like, Korean style, the pork is soft. Mm-hmm. Um, like, pork is, you know, like, boiled, and, and a lot of Koreans enjoy, like, the flavor of, like, the soft pork. Mm-hmm. Um, I made it for my friends in Chicago once, and they all complained about, like, how all this pork, like, needed to be crispy, and I'm like, no. No. Like that's it your, your I guess you're looking at this dish from like your perspective. Yeah. But I'm serving it in the way that I grew up eating, which is like a soft pork. But I think like I think because East Asians also have embedded in our own appreciation for food, like we we it's not like we we prefer one texture over another, but like we all have this appreciation for a variety. Of textures like we mm-hmm. like crunchy things too we mm-hmm. like but we also like mushy things we like bouncy things we like rubbery mm-hmm. things like like i mean like i can only I, i'm using an example for chinese people it's like we eat jellyfish which honestly doesn't really taste like anything on its own we eat it just for the texture and how good it goes with vinegar and it's and it's such a weird texture because it's like I, I i describe it as like a bounce crunch mm-hmm. like it's it's gummy but it's snappy like it, it it's a bouncy crunchy feeling and then even like in japanese people like i think i think they have like specific words to describe textures one phrase is called puri puri and it describes that <laughs> feeling of snapping into fresh shrimp or a plump hot dog mm. i know exactly what that feeling is like that is so great oh that is so satisfying in korea like um the sound of like biting into like a hot dog that's like yeah. snappy Oh, we say I'm sure Chinese people have one, but I I don't know. I only and know then, like um, which means crunchy. <laughs> and things that are like crispy, we say pasak pasak. Pasak pasak. Crunchy? Pasak. Uh-huh. Oh. Like not super in crunchy, Cantonese but like, it's it's uh bok bok. I actually I, that just might be something I used to say as a child. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. an actual thing, but yeah, that's interesting. Pasak pasak. Or agajak. Oh, this one's an interesting one for a Japanese. Hoku hoku. You know when a soft morsel of hot baked potato crumbles on your tongue and your mouth fills with starchy steaminess. Oh. Mm, I like hoku that Hoku hoku does sound like... Hoku hoku. Like what yeah. it's describing. But also like, that's also the sound that you make when you eat a piece of hot a potato that's too hot. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to go like... <laughs> so yeah i mean the i guess the back to the point like our appreciation for like not just how something tastes but how something feels like yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's just like our shared cultural appreciation also i don't know if this is your experience but do you have like a lot of like American friends that like? No. 
Do you have a lot of American friends who um, use not liking food as like a personality trait? No. Hey, maybe I just need better friends. I, I just, I honestly like do, there is nobody that I can think of mm-hmm. that has that as a per has has that as like a personality trait that is close enough to me that I could think of that I would call them a friend. Like I, I dated like, one person that was like that. And it was like one of the worst relationships I ever had in my life. It mm-hmm. actually made, I think it's reflective on a person's character negatively. Like, <laughs> like I have a friend that I like love dearly. I'm not going to say who this person's name is. Cause I'm not trying to start no drama, mm-hmm. but like, let's say like, um, we were, like, all eating, like, a random thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're, like, all enjoying it. And everyone's, like, oh, like, I really like this. I love green onions. And this person would just randomly be, like, oh, actually, I don't like green onions. I'm weird. But, like, it's not, like, a one-off thing. It constantly happens. And I'm, like, I don't, like, are you trying to make yourself, like, so quirky that you're just, like... You just decide to, like, randomly not like things that other people are enjoying? Like, what is, yeah. what is going on? It is a red flag when they think that something that, not just food, mm-hmm. anything, anything in general. When something you do not like is something that you make a core pillar of your personality, mm-hmm. it's just not a good look. I mean, like I said, you're, you are allowed to not like things, but like if, the, mm-hmm. if you try to make one of the most interesting thing about you something that you don't like, like yeah, it's a red flag. Absolutely. It is a red flag. And I want to tell this to the person, but I don't know like how to like have this talk with them without offending them. Yeah. I would so much rather know somebody who is mm-hmm. so obsessively in love with something to the point yes. where it's kind of annoying. Yeah. Because like I can appreciate passion. I, I think of like mm-hmm. uh I had seen videos of her like a decade ago, but she's recently popped up on my TikTok again. The green lady in New York. Oh, have you my seen God, I her? Love the green lady in New York. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. And like everything in her house, every bit of clothing, mm-hmm. every accessory, green, 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 green. Everything is green. And she is adorable. <laughs> Could it like, would it be like possibly a little bit painful to probably be like really good friends with her sometimes? Maybe like on occasion. No, but if I you're like, like, that's how like. Mm-hmm. I would so much. I would still be a friend of that person, as opposed to somebody who just like makes the opposite or a complete hatred of something. As but a you ten, know what, like, though, core tenant of their personality. I feel like that's kind of also like being part of like being gay. Is mm-hmm. you get used to people with having niche likes and just mm-hmm. going very deep into this like niche things. Mm-hmm. You know, like for example, like ask like a millennial gay. About Hillary Duff. <laughs> and like, they'll give you a dissertation. Like, they'll like <laughs> go in on hours about like how Raise Your Voice has changed your life. And like, Lizzie McGuire, like, need, you needed a second movie. And, you know, they'll just go on for five hours of other just like random specific things. But it's things. cute. Because it's no, it is cute. I'm saying I like, like it. But yeah, also, yeah, yeah. like, no, we as gay people just day, get used to that. It's, it's, it's true. It's, it's true. Like, I think it's cute. I think it's quirky. But again, it's like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a positive thing. Yeah. It's an appreciation of something that brings someone joy as opposed to like 
centering around something that is based on disgust, which, Mm -hmm. you know, again, not fun to be around. Sure. I can appreciate if somebody has like issues with food and Mm -hmm. are like actively working around to like work on that. I can Mm -hmm. appreciate somebody who's doing the work. Um, That being said, like, you know, if they're a fun person to hang out around, I'll, I'll, I'll go and do other things, but I just won't. I won't take time to, I won't like consider a meal as, as something that I would ever do with a person like that. Oh, for sure. Okay. Also, so yesterday, and this is like speaking of like, liking like niche, like random things. Mm -hmm. I was at a dinner yesterday and I was having, and I was seated at a table with like random people and we were Mm -hmm. talking and we hit it off. Um, the conversation was great. At uh, that time, we were talking, this girl was talking about how, like, when she goes to WeHo, mm-hmm. it's so hard for her to tell, like, which men are gay and which men are straight. I and mean, chances are they're mostly going to be gay. Yeah. But, you know, like, when she goes to, like, a straight bar or something in WeHo, like, how can she tell, like, if they're, like, gay or straight? And the first thing I could have, like, that came to my mind to tell her was, um, if you want to find out whether a guy is gay or straight, ask them how they feel about Ariana Grande. <laughs> because whether there are gay men who loves or hates Ariana Grande, their reaction is going to be like visceral. While straight <laughs> really? men is going to give you no, but straight men are going to be like, "Oh, Ariana, she's all right." Yeah. A gay man would like, be like, right. "Oh, Ariana, like love her," <laughs> or be like, "Oh, fuck her." Like for gay men, there's no like in between about Ariana Grande. They all have opinions, whether like I positive. Feel like... But even if they like feel indifferent about Ariana Grande, they'll let you know that they feel indifferent about Ariana Grande. It's true. It's true. Whereas, like a lot of straight men might know like a song or two. Yeah. Under like or oh, she's most hot straight, or something. Oh, oh, you can just you can just ask them if they know what she's doing right now because I guarantee you at least like whatever you feel about Ariana Grande, you know she's in the Wicked remake. Whereas straight men would be like she's acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't she a singer? Unless they're one of those like fucking hipster gays. They're like I do not like pop culture. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watch vintage movies. You know, like those gays. <sighs> yeah, but you're she's not in Brooklyn as we hoe. But then also those gays, I guess those gays would tell you that Or Silver Lake. <laughs> yeah. But then I guess, I guess those gays would tell you that, like, they don't care about pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. If you want to find out if the man is scared or not, just ask him about Ariana Grande. And it doesn't matter what he says, just look for his reaction. <laughs> if he has a great reaction, he is a gay. <laughs> and I mean, like, if you're scoping out an elder millennial, I think, what is, like, the elder millennial version of that? Mariah Carey? Is it Mariah Carey? Yeah, but I feel like Mariah Carey is just, like, universally liked and appreciated. Or even hated. Is she? Like, like, Mariah Carey doesn't cause, like, a visceral reaction in people. I think, I see. The way I think Ariana she Grande used does. to. I think she used to. I think she used to. And mm-hmm. then, like, after emancipation of Mimi era, I think we all just like realized that she was amazingly out of touch, chill and rich. And that's fine. And she's allowed to be because she put in the work. Mm-hmm. But like, I was like, I was, I was reviewing, I was looking over like some old, uh, 
RM, pop and R&B music videos. And I came across like the duet performance of her and Whitney Houston doing uh, When You Believe from the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. And I was like, <gasps> oh, shit, that was a cultural reset. Oh, yes, it was. The, fa- the way that like I was, I was too young to understand how important that that duet was that like mm-hmm. people older than me lost their fucking minds over that and i was just like yeah it's a great song <laughs> absolutely oh while we're talking about that have you been following uh megan the stallion versus uh the nikki oh yeah 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 oh yes oh yes Oh yes, oh yes, yeah. Okay, first the of all, the song is so. Okay, first of all, I don't Megan, want the barbs to get mad. Megan wasn't even thinking about Nikki in particular. I know like, the song was not even about Nikki, but Nikki somehow managed to make it all about herself. And I like how basically that song is like, "Yo, you got shot in the foot, yes. and you lied about your mama. Oh, and we're gonna get you." <laughs> I don't, I mean, it's, it's, and like, it's so interesting to see like my friends who are like, who were hardcore barbs, even them, they're like, oh, this is not, it's like, that's not at all. Right. And so it's like coming to the point where it's like, okay, well. We're we're starting to see like the breakdown of the week, the potential breakdown of like an era of like a. At one point in the night, like untouchable artist, self. But also, like, and I'm sure there's like a lot of like mental health issues like going on with that. But I mean, like Nicki Minaj was on her way to being like a legend in her own right. Oh, I know. You know? I know. Like uh, uh, this whole thing, she just didn't have to say anything and just like went on she with her business. Not. She did not. And, you know, like, I feel like maybe, like, in 10, 20 years, like, people, like, regard her as, like, the same level as maybe, like, Mariah Carey, like, Celine Dion, like, Adele, you know? Like, legends of legends. Yeah, yeah. But instead... But not if you do this. Not not if you do this. It just makes you look... A diva wouldn't do this. A true diva. Exactly. Exactly. And, like, well, I mean... Like Aretha, Patti Labelle, but that those mm-hmm. were like diva versus diva battles. But like they were reducing yourself or coming down from your platform when you're like up so high already. Mm-hmm. It's just again, is it's not a good. I mean, like it's it's how you stop yourself from being a legend. I miss that YouTube series. What YouTube series? Do you remember like the the diva the the Divas YouTube series where the guys would do like interviews and voiceovers. No, I don't think so. Voiceover interviews and have, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is it called? Oh, got to be real. (laughs) I don't think you've never seen this. Oh my God. Okay. So got to be real. Is this person who takes like interviews and, and like, Interviews and, and concerts and all sorts of videos featuring like all like Patti LaBelle, Aretha Franklin, Janet Jackson, like all of the divas as if it was like a reality show housewife style. Mm. And they were he would just like vo- do the voices over them and they would just like 
be so shady and so messy to each other. And it's like, obviously, just really low product, but the low production is, it's campy. I think you would love this. This is, these series, this series is like legendary. Okay. Uh, I'll send you the link. It's send so the link. Good. I'll check it out. And I think um, like a lot of a lot of the jokes and a lot of the humor would be lost to mm-hmm. I think people who are like Gen Z because they are talking about like older divas. Older, older. I mean, like don't, of don't, like don't Aretha Pathley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, legendary, legendary. Legends. Let's say legendary, not older. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then um, when we get back from break, we actually have a lot of listener questions. Yay! We'll be right back. And we are back. Hi. Y'all have submitted a lot of listener questions. Mm-hmm. Hi. Love your podcast. I'm a college student trying to figure out how to eat better. So I was wondering if either of you have any recommendations for beginner spices or seasonings. Currently, I just douse all my food in sesame oil, which I imagine isn't the optimal seasoning strategy. Note, I tend to like savory, salty flavors when seasoning, but I'm not opposed to trying new things. Thank you. Yeah, so if you like savory, salty stuff, you should like look up uh, seasoning mixes and, and, and spice blends. So... Um, Indian is always a great way to go. Like you can go like different kinds of curry powders. Um, and even though it's like not really a savory blend, I think it makes savory foods taste better, but like garam masala and tandoori masalas are, are really, really nice. But, and keep in mind, he's a college student, so I'm assuming he's on a college student budget. Mm-hmm. So I doubt he has like that much room for like experimenting, you know? Mm. So then, well, like, would you give him like specific examples of like what to mix with what? Uh, I guess you're not doing a lot of like cooking, cooking. You're just like kind of like adding stuff to food that you already have, mm-hmm. huh? And if you're going to use, if you're using a lot of sesame oil, see, the thing is, like, if they're, if they said they're trying to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. And so I think like cutting down on like oil. Or at least like make giving them like less oily options. So that's why I went to like seasonings and spice mixes. But mm-hmm. you could also do stuff like you could also do like wet sauces like salsas. Salsas are extremely healthy and good for you mm-hmm. and savory because it's just vegetables. I personally think for me, um, one of the easiest way to give the dish so much flavor. Mm. But without like the calories mm. and relatively cheap, it's lemon juice. Mm. Yeah. Like lemon juice is like so versatile where if you're cooking pasta, you can just like squeeze lemon juice into the butter and just like mix it with pasta. Mm-hmm. Um if you're cooking like salmon, just like squeeze lemon juice. Um or just bake it with like, you know, salt and pepper and just like squeeze lemon juice on top. Mm. It just like brines it up. Um, you do love your tart and sour. I do. You could do the same thing with kimchi. Yeah. Also, wouldn't have that many like calories and stuff like that. I use. Mm-hmm. Like, I said this in the last podcast, but I like. I I use kimchi as a salad dressing. Mm. Oftentimes, yeah, because it's vinegary and tart. Vinegary and tart, and mm-hmm. you can just like mix it in the bowls directly into the bowl. Um, 
Yeah, that, it is that higher is in sodium, good. so um, don't eat too much of it. If yeah. your electron eat healthy, but I think or if like, you're like watching your again, sodium intake, like, salsa also can like it, it hits the same way, and it's also just mostly vegetables. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. use it as a dip, I but like using it as a sauce is kind of like the way that it was intended to be used. So mm-hmm. whether it be like a, a like a more smooth salsa or like a pico de gallo, you just add that to whatever. I put it on, like as a, when I was a starving college student, salsa and rice was one of my rotations. Oh, salsa and rice, damn. Yeah, it was, it was a, yeah. <laughs> I had a, a cheap source of salsa, so I was putting that stuff on everything. Where was this like cheap source of salsa coming from? Cafeteria. <laughs> so you like steel like but then you're Literally already like eating in the cafeteria huh but you're already like eating no food because it was like you have to pay every time you go in um, but like if i was making like rice at home i would have just have yeah. some all right mm-hmm. oh let's not speak about when i was in college because i'm just <laughs> But I did oh. go down to Jimmy John's every day because um, they sell day-old bread for 50 cents and you can get like a whole loaf of bread. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And that loaf of bread would be my meal for the day. Not healthy, but you do what you can. Oh, another um thing to have in your pantry, if you like, um, if you were like beginner spices or seasoning, mm-hmm. is the um, John Kong Spice Blend available now on... Aww. Burlap and barrel. Wait. Thanks. It is it is available. Well, the salt, they ran out of the salt, but the other mm. two are still there. Minus the salt. Um, you can get the <laughs> other, um, the master stock, mm-hmm. which is good sprinkled on anything. And then the smoldering embers, which is good for vegetables and grilled meat. Um, but <laughs> let me, let's move on to the next. <laughs> you don't want to uh, talk about your products. I get it. Okay. Comment. Because you don't believe in them. <laughs> no, they're just another influencer they're, they're who really, lied. No, they're really good. Um, and I like them a lot, but and you, don't you have endure, a lot of you questions don't even to go through. It. It's crazy. Oh my God. I use them all the time in my videos. All right. So, next question. I would love to hear each of your perspectives of the film, The Menu. I think we did an episode on The Menu. I did. We did, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have missed that episode, loved it. All right. <laughs> yeah, I loved it too. I loved mm-hmm. it too. Here are my questions. What are your top three pastries? Oh, um, I'll give you my top three first. So um, if you know me, you know, like I love pastries, whether it's like experimental, new age, or classic. But mm-hmm. my top go-to is always going to be the classics. Mm. Um, and my number one pastry is a fresh baked sourdough. That's a bread. Bread is you don't consider bread a pastry? No. Okay, fine. All right, I my number one to be their own. Their own? <laughs> yeah. Then what do you define as a pastry? Like a, like a desserty like cakes and confectionery well no confectionery is like candy but like like i anything that you'd see i w- i wouldn't go into a like a patisserie or pastry shop thinking mm-hmm. that they would sell bread i really? would go I would. I would think no i w- like i think they would 
if they had bread, I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I wouldn't go to a pastry shop for the bread. I'd go to like a bread shop or a Okay, so the definition of pastry is pastry is baked food made from dough of flour, water, and shortening that may be savory or sweetened. Uh, I don't think. But since you have a narrow view of pastries, um, we'll go with your <laughs> narrow view. And I'll pick something that's considered like a treat or sweet. <laughs> And it can be, it can be, a, uh, it can be savory no, 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 too. No. <laughs> this is your podcast too. I guess we'll follow your rules. <laughs> and um, I guess my number one would be a butter croissant. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of my pastry chef friends told me, um. Don't trust croissants that are too big because um, they've been over, oh, what do you call it? Like over... Leavened or overproofed? Overproofed. Because um, a lot of bakers do that because like the croissants appear bigger. But mm. it's like the smaller, medium-sized croissants is where it actually tastes the best. Um, you get the perfect ratio to like butter to like crunch and flake. Mm. And that's always like stayed in my head. And actually, I kind of do agree because when you do bite into those like jumbo croissants, it's just air. It's just air. It's just a bubble. While yeah. if you get like a medium sized croissant, you get like the you perfect that, like that flaky lattice. layers and you could actually like oh, feel the butter, yeah. like the buttery yeah. air wafting through the layers. Yes. Yes. Croissant's a good one. Yeah. It's like a, a medium sized butter croissant. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and then my other. Top two would be a Basque cheesecake. Nice. Like, there's something about Basque cheesecake. I know it's, like, really easy to make, but it's so, like, caramely and creamy and yum, 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 yum. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my third one, it's going to sound so boring and so weird, but chocolate chip cookie with sea salt. They're all very classic. I mean, but. yeah, like you, you. I think your first two were interesting, like enough that it's like you can have. A the thing is, like you could try any other like, cookie like, in the world, but no cookie yeah. will heat you the way a really good chocolate chip cookie with sea salt will hit. Mm-hmm. And does that mean yeah. being boring or being basic? You just like yeah, something you that know. you're just always in the mood for. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the one. Of, uh, it's a not basic. It's a greatest hit. Yes, it yes. is the greatest love. It is like yes. See, all I want for Christmas is you all year round. <laughs> See, like for me, um, the thing that hits like, whereas like a lot of people love like the chocolate, the sea salt chocolate that that flavor combination. For me, it's like it, it's salted caramel. Mm. Like I love the salt or salted caramel, salt, salt and maple. Mm. Salt and maple is good too. Also, tres oh, yeah. leches. Not a cookie, oh, but tres leches. Also yeah. delicious. Delicious. Like a really good tres leches. Ooh, baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, just like a sopping, wet, wet tres Spongy. Oh, with like a really so... good milk frosting. Mm. Yeah, and like when you bite into it, it just like literally explodes. Explodes. Which is yeah, like, it's oh. like if soup dumpling with a cake. Just, yes, oh, that's exactly what so tres leches good. Mmm. Mm. Now, I'm gonna now have to we'll make that one of my favorites. <laughs> you know what would be um, really good? Tres soaked with milk tea. <gasps> oh, oh my 
God, how is that not even a thing? Why is like, that not a that thing? Needs that to, needs to be a thing. All right. I know somebody out there is, hears this. Um, like a really good milk tea? Yes. Would maybe like, oh, like what kind of cake though? Neither Kim and I are bakers. Somebody needs uh, to I do bake. this. I mean like... In that kitchen? Yes. I made focaccias. Oh. I made sourdough. I made... Can you make a cake in that kitchen though? Yes, I can. <laughs> you look so mad. You're fucking like condescending. <laughs> Just because you have a big fucking kitchen. <laughs> Gotta take the pans out of the oven. In that kitchen? Wow. <laughs> Wow, just because it's not like a fucking like chef-sized kitchen, not in that kitchen. Uh, fucking prick. I mean, the last time I made you food in that kitchen, the last time I cooked for you in that kitchen, like I broke your uh, sink and your <laughs> your sink and your uh, dishwasher. Yeah, and meanwhile, you're making videos about like, don't wash your dishes before you put in the dishwasher. And meanwhile, well, fully that, clogging that up my is, dishwasher. That is under that is under the assumption that like, and and it wasn't your dishwasher that was broken. It was the pipe that the dishwasher goes through mm-hmm. that was all clogged. So your dishwasher was fine. It's just that you like you must know. be nice to come from privilege where you can just um expect everyone else to have a nice things that work. <laughs> a landlord that fixes your stuff. Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. My landlord actually does fix stuff. <laughs> okay. Except for um, heat and air conditioning um, and the refrigerator light. And um, anyway. The stuff that I don't know how to fix. Um, anyways, if you are in the LA area and you can make us this milk tea tres leches cake, um, please let us know and we will come over and we will try it. Yeah, John will fly in from Detroit just for this. I will do it. I will. Uh, so my top three, okay, uh, Portuguese egg tart. Mm. It's like it's like the the Hong Kong style egg tart, but they like have the toasty toasted mm. top. Pastel de nata, uh, yeah, called, and with yeah. the with the flaky crust. Yes, and then they sprinkle That's it with cinnamon. Be one of them, yes, yeah. so good. Um, I also really love a good honey cake. Medovic. Okay, so it is basically layers of cake, and in in between them is like this whipped honey cream. And it is, for all the honey that is used in this stuff, it is not as sweet as you think, but also very sweet. I mm. love Medovic so much. It is one of my favorite things to, favorite cakes to eat, but it's also like, super difficult to make not maybe not difficult but like super time consuming so so those those my two portuguese egg tart or po or actually like the mac macau version mm-hmm. whatever potat um and then medovic and oh god what is my third one going to be i'm gonna have to also say croissant croissant and what croissant. kind of croissant? Like what kind of croissant? A chocolate croissant, almond croissant. No, croissant. I think I think I. Croissant. Oh, it's gonna be between an almond, like a really good almond croissant, is 
damn good with like the the creamer inside. But I already have two sweets. I have two things that are really sweet already, so I'm probably just gonna look. Go I mean, it's okay. you don't you don't eat all three at the same time. You're just picking your but three like, favorite. I mean, does like a croissant sandwich count though? Because because like a jamon. I mean, I don't three. think there's any strict rules on like what you can pick. You know, except for this like tool that you decide to put us in. Of our pastries have to be sweet, and yet now you won't choose something because not, it's too sweet. I didn't say sweet. They just couldn't be bread. It's just not bread. Bread okay. still is its own thing. Bread is not pastry. Bread is bread. <laughs> you can say sourdough, but you can say like hot dog bun. So hot dog bun is considered a pastry? Well, I'm talking about like the Hong Kong ones where it's like a little loaf of like 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 little loaf of a butter brioche with a hot dog stuck in it. That's like a hot dog, but not 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 the actual just like bun for the hot dog. That's that's bread. Thank you for redefining what pastry means to um, us. You know what? This well, is hot dog my pie- pastry, but this is heaven this forbid is... if someone picks a sourdough loaf. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm gonna put my foot down on this. <laughs> I mean, I support you as a friend, you know, because I don't feel that passionate <laughs> about like this fight either way. Bread, but um, it's interesting to see um that how you wanna put all pastries in a box. I I revere bread so too much to like make it anything but its own thing. Bread is definitely its own thing. Okay, yeah. But now, (laughs) anyways. Oh my god, um, that reminds me of like this one clip. Did you ever watch like that interview that Azealia Banks did with these like radio like talk host? Oh, which one? Which which the one where you're like, about? oh, you make music for the gays, for right? gay people? <laughs> yes. And Azealia Banks like, okay, so what yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, like, yes, I do. <laughs> okay, what now? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a good question. Yeah. All right. So the next, um, I don't actually, think we have much a few time. more questions. Um. Oh, they do. Oh, just one more, actually. <laughs> okay. Desert Island Meals. The meals you could eat for the rest of your life and never get sick of. I think we answered this one before. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure, I'm sure my answer was sushi. All right. What yeah. about mercury poisoning? I mean, I'm on a desert island. Yeah? I don't think I care. Mm. It's literally like... It's if, for me like if desert island meal is not about eating to survive, it's eating mm-hmm. to enjoy. And like mm-hmm. if I could only eat one thing and enjoy it all the way through for as long as I possibly can, I think it would be sushi because like I enjoy the fish, sushi. I mm-hmm. enjoy the rice, and I enjoy the different varieties that come with that. But mm-hmm. even like honestly, if you had to make me super super precise and like stick to one thing i could eat an ikura salmon don every day for every meal mm. for a yeah. very long time before i got sick of it i i cannot f- imagine having mm-hmm. too much of that you probably need to drink a lot of water to like get all the sodium out of your body oh but... for sure for sure i would be like a bloated beached mess on this mm-hmm. desert island but like if there was like only one thing that i could eat yeah i think it might be that Mm. If you let me crack an egg on it every now and then, game over. Mm. I don't need to see another goddamn person for the rest of like my life. <laughs> I think that's my meal. Eggs and rice, I will never get sick of. Yeah. I could eat for like, lunch, breakfast, or dinner. 
whatever if it's like scrambled egg and rice or yeah. like fried egg and rice, sunny side and egg and rice. Egg and rice is a floss combo. Yeah. And if you want to switch it up, maybe add a little butter in there. Maybe add a little soy sauce. Maybe add or cook the oil. egg differently. Maybe add seasoning sauce. Maybe add chili mm. oil. But oh. eggs and rice would always be the meal. She is you have a really good egg sauce at your house. It's in that yellow bottle. I don't know what it's called. It's um, it's literally called like a sauce, sauce eggs. that makes eggs taste better. That's, yeah, that's, that's it's so good because it has the flavor of soy without the salty a little flavor. Bit, yeah, it's a little bit sweet. Mm, so you can, so like, good. You can put so much on, and it still it doesn't like the salt doesn't overwhelm. Like whatever. Is it a you. Korean thing? It's a Korean thing. Ah, oh, it's so good. But it's literally called a soy sauce that makes your eggs taste better. That's God, it's so specific. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, should we do one more question, or should we save it for next week? We should save it for next week because I think we're over an hour at this point. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll answer more listener questions next week, but don't let us deter you from submitting more questions because we will answer them all. Oh, and. Also, I changed our Instagram account from like creator to business. So I think people can ask more than one or send us more than three messages now. Oh, they could only send three messages to us. Apparently that was a thing. People were limited to how many messages they could send us. I did Um, not know that. Yeah, I did not know that either. So I switched it to a business account. I don't know if that changes anything. Mm -hmm. If anybody listening works for Instagram... Can explain it to us because, like, we're we're both. There's always some new rules. There, there's always some new rules. We're two like millennials who just don't know how things work anymore. I'm all gray. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard, like, subscribe, share. But you probably won't share because you're a hater. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. Um, follow us on our Instagram at one for the table. That's number one for the table. Thank you. And my name was Kimchi. And I'm John Kung. See you next week. We've never done an outro like that before. Why not? We always keep it fresh and new. Oh, we do. Hey, bye. <laughs>